Hi, my name is Francis. I'm Alice. And welcome to this week's episode of Two Friends in a Pod, a place for friends to catch up on movies, music, TV, and pop culture. This week, we're doing a deep dive into Singles Inferno. The deepest. (laughs) (laughs) Just flashing through the waves. (laughs) Not to set any expectations too high. (laughs) We're no detectives, but this is a show that I watch over like the summer holiday. Summer holiday, who am I? I mean, like the Christmas, New Year's, the Christmas, New Year's break. And kind of like zoomed through it. I had heard a lot about the show, but I don't know. I feel like I wasn't phased by it until the holidays came by and I was just like, why not? Like, just watch one. What else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, just watch one. If it's bad, don't keep watching. If it's good, just keep watching. Like, it's it's easy, right? There's, there's no, I don't know. I don't know what was holding me back, but anyway, mm-hmm. maybe just. Anyway, I watched it and I think at the time that I was watching it, Half of it had already aired, and then the rest was like weekly. So I watched the last few on a weekly basis. But you? So I watched when. So when it came out, they had like one or two episodes already on Netflix. So I had watched those two, and I remember telling you, all these people are literally the same people. Yeah, <laughs> like all their hobbies are the same. Yeah, I remember you telling me that they all loved working out, and yeah, I confirmed that in the first episode. <laughs> It was a definite thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I stopped watching. And I think I only like really went back into it because you told me to. You're like, just finish it. I was like, okay then. Because I really wanted to discuss it with you. I think there was like a lot of nuances to the show. Like it's a it's okay, it's a reality TV show. It's very shallow. It's very mindless, like et cetera, et cetera, same as anything else. But actually, I think if you were to look at it We could analyze this. Yeah. (laughs) Or it would just be fun because I think there are a lot of things where maybe it's like the cultural difference as well. But a lot of times I was like, is this like real? Like, like, I don't mean in the, is this like really what happened? But I'm like, is this a thing that happens? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I actually laughed out loud at some of the moments because I think they were just genuinely just like, surprising as well mm, okay because yeah. we haven't really spoken about it we've we've been yeah. saving our thoughts on the pods so i'm very yeah. curious to know what made you laugh out loud like that <laughs> i guess we can basically describe the premise which is that a number of extremely good looking <laughs> korean boys and girls get stuck on an island and it's like not a fancy island it's not a resort or anything and it's called hell island essentially and the whole point is, of them is to stay on this island for nine days and get to know the other people, the contestants, and kind of strike up connections. And if you sort of like match with each other, sort of like on Tinder, then you get to spend a night in Paradise Island, which is like this super glamorous, super luxurious resort. And yeah, you get to have like a private date. And that just goes on for a couple of days, essentially. I think it's six days in total. I said that they spent nine days filming. Okay. I mean... Yeah. That's not much more than six. <laughs> Plenty of time to, <laughs> to fall intimately love. familiar with someone and fall in love with a complete stranger. Yeah, after like, you know, one or two dates, whatever. Yeah, it's all you need. Yeah, so we have actually four girls and five guys in total. So nine cast members in the beginning. So I found that that's unusual in itself. I think usually they aim for equal pairing. Usually? Really sure. How do these things normally work? <laughs> I have no idea. 
I think when you first watch the episode, episode one, sorry, where they explain this premise, it's very dramatic. It's very enticing. I think it makes it seem like this is some sort of like survival game show where they'll have nothing. <laughs> That's true. They'll be stuck on a hell island and they've got to do everything themselves, etc., etc. I think when you actually start watching it, you really have to just let go of any sort of premise of survival because, I mean, you know, the toilets are kind of campground, whatever, but actually it's a pretty nice place. <laughs> that was actually, yeah, very, yeah, that was my first sort of quotation marks complaint mm-hmm. and complaint about the show. So I think mm-hmm. two things, I think the posters that Netflix re- released for the show made it look really saucy, like it's... Mm-hmm. Like posters of like girls' bikini bods and like men's abs, and it's like, oh, mm. like you know, these singles are on Paradise Island. What are they going to get up to? So, yeah, on that level, it seemed like a really raunchy show, which is shocking for something that's coming out of Korea. Mm. And then also, second, like you said, they made it seem like Hell Island was like the absolute worst, but it honestly looked like they were glamping. Uh yeah, because they were in those big, they're literally glamping tents. Yeah. I think the worst bits were really the bathrooms, which are like port Like, I'm assuming they get cleaned anyway. Like, it's not like they're shitting in holes or something. And then yeah. in addition, the food, they had to cook themselves and there was no protein. And I'm like, that was to them like hell. I'm like, it's not the best, but it's really not the worst. Like, you're getting food. You don't have to forage. Yeah. I was expecting like American survivor level. Like, mm. you're just out there trying to, you know, stay alive yeah and the other thing i think was the water so they had to get their own water but like low-key i don't think they actually had to get their own water like that seems ridiculous also the bathrooms she used water they didn't have to get water for that you know what i mean like there's just a yeah. lot of things where i think actually they're living quite comfortably in comparison to i guess survival shows that we're used to um the other thing is as you mentioned that it was promised to be like quite a raunchy show i think that's us coming from a perspective of watching i don't know if you've ever watched but being familiar with maybe love island and bachelor in paradise which are that's our version of raunchy i guess like Mm -hmm. this is a show that's coming from an asian production i think is raunchy in comparison to other shows <laughs> that they have so like if we have the i think there are four hosts um that kind of talk about the show in between scenes and then i think one of them actually mentions that show feels like it's not a korean dating show it feels like it's from michigan yeah specifically michigan specifically <laughs> michigan which i think is the joke but anyway like it's just in comparison to other things i think we have to look at look at it from that perspective because of course it's not going to meet any sort of love island level of i don't even think (laughs) it has to compare to love island i think you could Mm -hmm. even say if you put it side by side with something like the bachelor which is Mm -hmm. like on tv every night just regular tv it's not Mm -hmm. you know after 9 p.m or anything that it seems so tame compared to that yes yes exactly But I haven't seen any other Korean dating show, so I wonder how it actually does compare. Mm, I'd be that's interested. true. Yeah, maybe it is actually. I don't know in what way, but maybe it is. <laughs> Back on the point of it actually being luxurious, did you notice that one of the meals they had on Hell Island was ramen, but with crabs? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's that's not, not like that how is that bad? <laughs> I would eat that any day. I think that was also one of the last meals I had. It's probably just sort of like a, I don't know. A celebration meal. You survived getting your own water celebratory meal. Yeah, ramen. Like $1 ramen with crabs. 
Yeah, with like seafood ramen, pretty good to be honest. It's so good. But yeah, they had to like cook their own rice and their own cooking for like the meals in those cauldrons. So like self-heating cauldrons, which to be honest, is a lot of work. But I'm I am going to assume that the food tasted really good, just simply by the fact that it was cooked like on an open fire. Flavors. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, and the other thing I want to mention that just stood out to me is you could tell this was a really Korean production because of all the fuss that was made over iced Americanos. <laughs> I wrote that down for um, episode one as well. <laughs> they were just like one of the things that they pointed out was really difficult and on par with, you know, having to- like bad toilets was no coffee, like no iced coffee. <laughs> <laughs> And one of the rewards was like, if you win one of the, like, so they had like little competitions. And if you win one of them, the prize could be an iced Americano. And everyone was like yeah. freaking out. Like, oh my God, I get to have an iced Americano. Like, I feel like because you're, you're on this desert island, you'd want an iced Americano. I was like, <laughs> that's, you know, why wouldn't you want one? But yeah, it's true. It's part of the um, incentive to go on the dates of paradise and stuff. They did play games. Oh, yeah, games, so yes. They were always, like, the guys play the games and then the girls play a game and then whoever wins, like, would be able to choose who to take to paradise. So that's the premise, nutshell. Yeah, basically. Within that, there are a few couplings. I think they're pretty – I think from, the, from episode one, it's clear, like, there are certain connections, I think. Mm. Some first impressions, you hear the guys talk about their first impressions who they think looks – the best looking, which one catches their eye, etc., etc. It's like very typical spiel for like the for dating shows. I think there was a lot of emphasis on one particular female contestant, which is Song Jia. So she came in with a, I think it's it's Chanel, is it Chanel? That dress with a Chanel bag, mm-hmm. and she's looking very glamorous. She looks totally out of place on a island. She looked like she just like wandered there, and she got lost and she's like what, what am I doing here? just like whoops yeah. <laughs> I'm like on this island now <laughs> and so they're not allowed to disclose their age or job to the others on the island that's also another incentive to find out about each other on the dates in paradise but anyway we're going to go through them because you not know so Song Jia she is a content creator and a model so she actually had a YouTube channel, a fairly successful YouTube channel talking about makeup and beauty and fashion. Yeah, so she was already like a pretty prominent, I would say, figure in Korea, like publicly. Like an influencer, essentially. She captures the eyes of everyone, obviously. Even the girls are just like, who is she? (laughs) Who is this beautiful girl? So if we want to talk about like the stereotypes of who these characters, cast members, whatever you want to call them, are representing. She seems like the very cold, rich girl kind of vibe, right? I think a lot of comparisons online have been made comparing her to like Jenny. She gives off that mm, Jenny from Blackpink vibe. Just like mm. looks, but also Chanel girl, luxurious. <laughs> She's a rich girl. Yeah. Rich girl. Yeah. We are going to talk about it in terms of like the coupling and storyline. So I think it's very uh, fitting to start off with Kim Hyun Jung who is a fellow model and a fitness trainer. <laughs> I think basically just assume everyone here is a model slash fitness trainer and then they have like another job on the side, essentially. Yeah, so I think 
he he won third place in Mr. International Korea in 2019 and second place in Mr. Model Worldwide 2019. So I'm assuming he's also like a bodybuilder or a fitness competition, uh, fitness competition. Uh, I don't know what they're called, sorry. But <laughs> fitness person who works out for a living. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, I think, just like instantly likes GR. And mm. I think because she's pretty and she, to be honest, to talk about GR, she has a very alluring kind of vibe and I think her vibe is like "Mm, I don't care about you I'm Mm. not going to pay any attention to you but that just makes the men want her even more it's like (laughs) basically treat him mean keep him keen that's her mentality and her sort of strategy for this show I think it's interesting like she is an interesting one because when I when you see her yes she gives her that vibe but in the interviews and when she speaks to people not the men but like just generally she comes off as very like giggly and mm. potentially like quite sensitive just doesn't want to say it mm. and there's a lot about her speaking with her eyes and I think it's just inability <laughs> to confront people and tell them the truth which I totally vibe with to be quite honest um, if I could speak with my eyes like I would just do that right <laughs> why bother with words when eyes do same job <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually found her character quite interesting because I think there's definitely like, yeah, that initial allure of someone who's very mysterious, but I don't think she's like a cold person. Yeah. But I think she's also just like extremely aware of the impact she has on other people. And I think she's very smart about how she can like push certain buttons and like maybe say the right thing. Like I think she's very quick in that way, like quick-witted. Exactly. So particularly for Hyunjung's character, Mm -hmm. he is like a mad, he's just like the simp of the island, I would say. Because he's the simpiest boy in the world. He is the biggest simp and it is so adorable. So (laughs) I think one of the first things we see them together is when they're cooking dinner and Jia is kind of like sitting around, like helping out for sure. Like she's scooping rice and stuff and he clearly wants to talk to her but also doesn't know what to say but he's just like sort of standing on the side like watching and not in a creepy way and maybe it's not creepy because he's good looking but he he (laughs) is watching her and like sort of looking out to see if he can help out like he's always just readying himself to like jump just hovering yeah to just jump in if like she just accidentally I don't know dropped something and then he's gonna be there to like giving me that vibe where he's just like waiting for something to happen so that she's okay but also doesn't really want to intrude on her doing what she was doing as well like Mm. he doesn't want to like force himself into her space Mm. so he's almost like trying to be like respectful but also like really really wanting to like get in there as well yeah (laughs) it's quite endearing I have to say yeah it's funny, but I think, like, after one certain date, like, basically, he's just, like, waiting around the camp area for Gio and always just, like, do you want to go for a walk? Like, do you guys, do you want to, like, take a walk with me? Yeah. And then she's just, like, she calls him, she calls him her little puppy, and he's just, like, yeah, I'm your puppy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just, like, yeah, I'll just follow you around like a puppy. Yeah, and this is something that he keeps saying throughout the series. He, he identifies as puppy. And also... And when he's talking to other people, he would just be like, yeah, I just sit here waiting for Gia. Like, he's just open about it. 
Um, he's a one-woman man. I really enjoy that. I enjoy the... It's a line between that and an obsession, right? I, I, I'm not sure. But this definitely... Just commitment. Like, yeah, I, I feel like it doesn't cross into, like, obsession like some other characters that we're going to talk about. But I mm. think he is always respectful of her as well. Like, if she doesn't want to do something, if she wants to go out on a date with other person... He's just kind of like, okay, you can do that. I'll just be here waiting for you when you return. Like, God. (laughs) Jesus. But she also, I think the interactions between her and him, like, feel in a way, like, it's kind of strange to say because they only know each other for, you know, a few days, realistically, in total. But it does seem that there's some sort of chemistry that is there at the beginning. I think Mm. there's, like, an interaction of them talking at night and they're just kind of, like, huddling and, close together and kind of like whispering to each other I'm like Mm. that interaction itself like that feels like genuine and like really cute actually just like two people getting to know each other and being like we both like each other but like don't want to like do anything like it Mm. kind of gave that vibe like very young kids to school or something I don't know well yeah he basically like sees her you know walking down the sand dune and the contestants are all gathering together. I think he just, like, at that moment, he was like, this is the girl I'm gunning for. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the whole series, he was just, like, committed to Gia, essentially. He was just yeah. like, I'm going to be her puppy, whether yeah. she wants me or not. I'm just going to follow her around. And if she'll have me, she'll have me. Yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, fine. Yeah, I think so. And I think when we go to... Shihun? Yes. So, Shihun. I think for him, it's a similar story. However, it does digress into a different territory, I think, just the mm. way that he handles things. So he initially isn't attracted to Gia. However, at some point, he kind of changes his mind. I think just due to the allure of Gia, that mysteriousness, just can't help yourself. Wait, just to backtrack as well, he's also an actor and a model. <laughs> yeah, he's the one when he enters, everyone identifies him everyone court says that he looks like an idol and yeah. it's true he does have that idol look he has that idol hair and like mm. on hell island it's supposed to be like 38 degrees but he walks in with like a sweater vest so he's clearly mm. i mean that should have been the first red flag um he's wearing a sweater vest in a like shirt but also shorts so it's like yeah. but make it summer so he wore shorts i'm sure they were like linen shorts or something <laughs> but it was like a knitted vest it yeah, looks I mean- so weird on like this hellishly hot island yes i i agree maybe not a knitted vest but i mean it's kind of like what song jia did like she wore like a tweed dress like why yeah but it was sleeveless yeah but like you know she would probably would have worn that in winter yeah you know what i mean like it didn't it's not a summer fabric okay like that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't matter like whether it had sleeves or not it's just not yeah. like a summer dress let's be real yeah but yeah i think he owns like a fashion brand as well and that was something that we find out later that he's actually creating his own line of goods. But yeah, so for him, he changes his mind and starts going for Gia. I think they actually go on a date paradise together. I think she says that she did enjoy her time with him. She, I think she meant it in a way that implied that they were like friendly and she was just comfortable because she wasn't attracted to him. However, he did not see it that way. And I think he became more attracted to her and then for some reason was a bit delusional about it as well so every time she would say like oh I'm attracted to someone he would just immediately be like oh it's me like not aware that she's also talking to like three other guys so I think on their date they had like that time in the pool right they were just like and he Mm -hmm. was staring 
He was like mm. boring a hole into her with his eyes. Like the way he was staring at her, he could not take his eyes off mm. of her. Like he would, he just fell. He just fell hard, I think, on that date, particularly in that pool. Like that pool scene is actually quite intense because she's being very coy and flirty, you know, as she mm-hmm. should. That's the whole point of the show. And he's just like staring at her. Yeah. I mean, she is very beautiful. Like, yeah. So it's understandable. However, the way that he handles it from there on is probably where like my issue with him lies. So whereas Jung is like very respectful of her time, like in the realm of the show, right? Like he understands that this is a show where people talk to other people, right? Yes, he's a simp, but he's also like a respectful simp. (laughs) Yeah, like he gets it, right? Yeah. Ehun, on the other hand, doesn't get it and like follows and Hyun Jung, I think, on a walk. So like mm, when yeah. So, yeah, so Hyun Jung like asks her to like chat and stuff and then he like follows out and it's like you don't know, read the social cue, right? Like they wanna be alone. <laughs> That's kinda like the point, right? This isn't this isn't for funsies, right? They're all trying to like pair up. They're trying to find love. They're not whatever. It's yeah. not a threesome, it's a twosome. Yeah, but it's like a dog-eat-dog world. It's like on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette mm-hmm. where, like, at the cocktail party, you just have to, like, snake your way in and be like, hey, can I can I chat to him now? Can yeah. I chat to her now? And, like, break up the conversation. So maybe he was showing initiative. <laughs> no, because I feel like if he wanted to show initiative, he would have been the first one to be like, hey, can I talk to you? Not like when <laughs> someone else asks her to talk to them, just follow them and be like, I'm here. Can I come? <laughs> yeah, like, he's like not actively doing anything he's mm. just following and i'm like that's what i probably like i'm like that's creepy because mm. or just inserting yourself but not really you're like always slyly on the side i'm like no one wants that no one wants that creepy person who's just on the side and doesn't say anything to you like that's mm. the worst kind of person right <laughs> <laughs> like you're on a tv show this is not the time to be that weird person <laughs> and, not, and like do nothing right it's not the time i for mean that. part of me is also curious how how this was edited and mm. whether there were bits of it that were not shown or cut together in a way to make him look creepier. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that too. Yeah. But you cannot deny there were like straight shots of them walking <laughs> and then he just sits outside by himself watching them. Yeah, <laughs> you 100%. Cannot, you cannot deny that there were <laughs> <other> shots. <laughs> so whether someone coerced him into doing it or not, that is how he comes across. Aside from that, there's, I guess, one more guy who falls for GR. And he's actually one of the intruders. Mm-hmm. So I think his name is Hyun Song. I think one of the issues was that the intruders came in really, really late. Yeah. Like, I think on day, it was like day six or something that they came in. So they only really had like three days with the other contestants. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should have come in earlier. Like, at that point, it was like way too late for mm-hmm. them to have any impact on the relationships or like the the connections that had already formed on the mm. island. And we only saw them for like three days. So it was sort of like, what was the point of you being there? But yeah, one of them is the guy, Hyunzong, and he apparently knew Gio already, like from, I don't know, I guess he's an influencer as well. He's probably like a fitness model, right? He's actually a dancer. So he oh, famously... Oh, he danced with Sonmi. Yeah, so he famously did a dance with Sonmi. I think he also is... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it says model, dancer and a model. Yeah. He's in the fitness realm as well. So basically, 
they had a connection before where a mutual friend had suggested that they work together or do a collaboration and then the timings didn't work out. So you can only assume that they had had some sort of communication, whether via email or something, but they'd actually never met in person. The other part of this is that he was meant to be a good friend of Hyun Jung. Not sure if that's true or not. To be honest, it just looked like they knew each other, like acquaintances at most. Yeah, to me, it felt like they just like met before the filming. But I think they really tried to manufacture the drama. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like, you know, stealing yeah. a girl from his best friend. Oh, what a snake. Yeah, so Hyun Jung had mentioned that they worked out together. So I'm like, I think they literally just worked out together once. And then now they're like friends, whatever. And I, but I completely agree with your sentiments about the timing. So it's already a short session and then they bring them on really late i think for hyunsung he has an upper edge because he kind of has a connection with jia from a previous well from life rather than the show so it's Mm -hmm. easier for him to be inserted into the um, storyline as well as him being quite assertive i think just in general like his personality so he makes an impact but only because of these factors yeah don't see the same for the other people so i think my gripe with the show in general is that it should be longer because you would see people developing deeper feelings rather than having very shallow where you could like switch very easily, I think. Mm. Right? You've only went on one date with one person. Like it's not enough to be like, this is the one. I mean, it could be for some people, but you know, for most people you'd be like, that was good. But like, there's like 10 other people here. Why not? Right. Yeah. But Gia does end up going on a date with him to paradise. And they do the thing where they go into a hot tub together. And then the four hosts are like, oh, my God. Like, are they going into that small, like, tub together? Like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, freaking out. Like, this is so sexy. And Gia's, like, like in a swimsuit, but she's also wearing, like, little shorts. Yeah. And it's just so, like, I was watching it, like, oh. <laughs> but it was, like, a big, like, spa sort of thing. Like, a yeah. jacuzzi vibe. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, that's nothing. <laughs> So this is like probably the most sensual scene that we've seen in this whole series. She wears shorts, but it looks like she wasn't prepared because she was wearing like denim shorts. And I'm like, I think she didn't know she was going to go to the tub. I guess. I mean, they didn't really have time to plan. Yeah, like she wore a swimming suit, but the tub was not foreseen. Like she probably thought they were going to go swimming in the swimming pool or whatever. Mm. And they do get like quite close, I would say. I think there definitely is a connection well, it's hard to say for Jia because she always plays things up. But from his side, there definitely is like attraction. And you have to say it's purely based on physical, right? All of this is kind of physical. Yeah, I do feel like if this show was at least a bit longer, yeah. or like they had more time on the island, there would have been a chance for feelings to develop just, you know, based on that connection, that personality. But I feel like for the vast majority of people, it was really just like that initial yeah physical attraction and sort of Mm. running with it because you really didn't have enough time yeah it's kind of hard to say so at the end of the show where they do like do their pairings like they have to choose who they would want to leave hell with whatever i think that timing does play a role in those choices get to that we'll get to that okay we'll get to we'll get to the ending (laughs) (laughs) sounds like for you you really saw gr with hyunjung because we saw those additional scenes that I think indicated that there was something there, like mm. they actually talked to each other rather mm. than just like flirted and said something for 10 minutes, right? Because I think that the way that they film the dates in paradise as well, it doesn't seem like they actually can do much. They basically 
have dinner and swim. And dinner seems very short and the swimming seems very short and then they have to go to bed because by the time they have to go to paradise and check in and la-di-da, like probably late. So I'm assuming those dates aren't very long. And so I actually think most of them just go there to have a good meal, to be honest. Like you're probably not doing much connection. It's just more maybe the satisfaction of having of going there with someone and having someone also choose you to go maybe choose you as well and then having a good meal and relaxing <laughs> but I think it's really dependent on the couple as well because I think mm-hmm. some other couples you we got to see their date on Paradise Island and they did more activities so I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. like some of the couples didn't take advantage of everything the resort offered and just chose to have a meal and maybe take a nap in air-conditioned rooms mm-hmm. which I can't blame them for because they're living <laughs> in like tents but I, I feel like there was more to do like they just didn't do it because one couple showed us that you could do more. I think that those were in the later dates. So as yeah. like, I guess a reward for going on more than one date could do extra. I think I that's know. what happened because we saw them do all those other things. Or maybe they just wanted to go swimming. I have no idea. But anyway, those, bo- those dates were really boring. I think we wanted that's, to Yeah, well, that. I agree. Yeah, I think the <laughs> dates were really boring. Because, yeah, they only, like, ate dinner. And like you said, it was just, like, a camera in front of Mm. their lavish meal, which was, like, great. But And the conversations were so boring as well. Like, they just kind of said, oh, I'm I'm this age. I work in this. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was it. Like, from those conversations, I can only say, like, that there isn't much going on. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, what did you, like, learn about each other except for just knowing their age and occupation, which I guess – wasn't the reason why they were with that person in the first place. That makes sense because you don't know that information. I also feel like that being a mystery wasn't that compelling. Like I wasn't, I don't think you needed to know those two bits of information to have like a really deep or intimate conversations. I was just like, I'm bored that I'm learning this about you guys. I mean, that's yeah, part of it, right? Like that they didn't know this. So it's not important to this particular relationship. It's just a nice to know, I think. But I think they really tease that as like, oh, you get to learn what their age is and what job they do. And I think the hosts made a big deal out of it as well. And the whole rule was that when you come back onto Hell Island, you can't tell anyone else what the Mm. job is, what the age is. So it was like this big mystery. But I felt like it was such. And I also think maybe it was boring because they basically all had the same job. So I was just like, what? You guys are all the same. Yeah, like no one has anything like interesting to say. So therefore, it sounds like the same repetitive conversation. I'm a model. I'm a model. Yeah. I'm in fashion. I'm a model. <laughs> yeah. So for me, Song Jia and Hyun Jung, that was like my, I had to pick out of those mm. three couplings for sure. Mm. That, and that's purely based on time spent together. That's why I'm saying like, if this show would be longer, I think Hyun Sung would have had, <laughs> I keep forgetting names, Hyun Sung would have had a better chance because I think there was a similar connection. She does say that he looks more like her ideal type. I think for sure, finding plays a big role in the, these particular gatherings, I think. Mm. Yeah, basically, when she met all the other guys at the beginning, she was like, mm, I don't really, none of them are really my type. And Hyun Sung, when she saw him, like it was mm. the first guy where she was like, actually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's probably my type. Yeah. Mm. He had a really cringy line, though, because when they were in the tub, he has tattoos and she was sort of admiring them. Mm. And she was like, should I get a tattoo or something? He was like, no, you're, you're so beautiful already. <laughs> you're perfect the way you are. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap shot. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, and like one extra note on here is like, um, I'm forgetting the names as well. Shiun at one point is like asking Gio, so like, do you like anyone yet? Mm. She's just like, I barely know any of you guys. Like, what the hell? Why are you asking me this? That's what I'm saying. He always oversteps everything. <laughs> He's just like, like, what do you, what do you think we've achieved on this island here? Like, it's yeah. been a couple of days, and you think she's fallen for someone? Like, just yeah. get your head straight. Yeah. Telling you, he's delusional. Like, he's <laughs> actually just all in his head, and maybe that's why he's on the show. Like, he thinks very highly of himself, and good for him. I admire the confidence. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think all of them are on this show to mm. promote themselves, their Instagram, their YouTube, their business. To be honest. You think they're not looking for love? I mean, shocker. I don't think so. <laughs> this hot take. <laughs> I don't think they were like, mm, I'm genuinely going to find the love of my life in nine in days. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a wild theory. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> that just sounds too unhinged. Yeah. Sorry. I'll take that back. <laughs> Everyone was there for genuine, authentic reasons. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is definitely not scripted and yeah. totally natural. I don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing in this that would suggest otherwise. Who doesn't get stuck on an island for nine days and end up finding <laughs> the love of their life? Don't, well, I mean, you're stuck on an island, but you're glamping, right? <laughs> yeah. I think the next couple that we can talk about, and probably one of the juiciest, is Jiyong and Woon Se Hoon. Yes. So yes. immediately when she appears, he's very drawn to her. I think we'll, we can discuss this later, but he thinks that she's very like pure um, and innocent. And that's, I guess, his type. You can see him like crack a smile when like he can't stop himself from smiling when he's when he first sees her. He's obviously quite attracted to her. And to be fair to him, I think a lot of a lot of them have that impression of Jiyong. Like, and she mm. has that look. When I was thinking about it, I was like, I would probably compare her to like Susie or IU mm. in the celebrity sphere where the general public just have that impression of them as like innocent, pure mm. gals, just like super sweet, mm. quiet, whatever, like that um, very girl next door, beautiful girl vibe yeah. is what yeah. she gives off. Yeah. So she's actually a student and she studies in the University of Toronto in Canada and majors in biotechnology. Oh my God. We're like... My sister and U of T, <laughs> basically <laughs> friends. <laughs> I think, like, it doesn't sound like it, but she has the most interesting bio. <laughs> That's true. She's the one that stands out. Yeah, because out she's of everyone not, else, in, she loves fitness, but she is a student and she's studying yeah. like science. Because she got inspired by her grandfather getting Alzheimer's, so she's studying the brain. Yeah, yeah, love, love that. that. For her. Yeah. yeah, that's really great. But yeah, so I think she. Who does she pick in the beginning? She goes on to an island with Shihun, and then the next date she goes on is with Jinte. Yeah, so her first impression is that she likes Shihun, so like the idol boy. <laughs> she likes that. That's yeah. her first impression that she's attracted to that. And I think Munseon, he is a restaurant manager. He owns a restaurant in Gangnam. So he was doing the majority of the cooking and um, in charge of the kitchen getting people to do like the cutting of vegetables and arranging the recipes and stuff so when you find out that he's actually a restaurant manager you're like oh I felt bad for him at that moment because I felt like he was just doing his job on tv well at one point he was like 
man, like I didn't want to cook here. Like I yeah. thought I'd have some time off cooking and now all I do is cook. Yeah, so I did feel bad at him after finding out <laughs> that he was just working for more incompetent, <laughs> for people who are less competent than he usually works for, for less <laughs> money. And he's supposed to be doing something else as well. Like he's not meant to be doing this. So I did feel a bit bad for him. In hindsight, it's like it's quite obvious what he does because I think he managed the kitchen quite well. Like he was sort of running around all the time, going in between people, being like, oh, this is quicker. Like, just do this. Um, and he was genuinely like being helpful and took charge. And I think that that was very impressive on the very first day because everyone was kind of like, what do? Well, he, yeah, he showed leadership when people were just like, oh my God, like, it's just a bunch of potatoes here. What do we do? He also says in the beginning, um, in the, like, when we're introduced to him, when I find someone I like, I have to date her. And he really stuck by these words throughout the whole series. <laughs> he picked one girl. He really, really had to date her despite mm. everything. So I think for him in particular, like because I had only watched like two episodes and I kind of paused and went back mm. to it, in between that time I had heard a lot about him. Like his name came up a lot online particularly. So and it seemed like in a negative way. Like everyone's like, Oh my god, he's annoying or I'm sick mm. of him. So Having seen all that, I was, like, expecting him to be really, really gross. Mm. But then when I watched it, I was like, to me, it didn't seem that bad. Because my expectations were, like, rock bottom. Like, I just thought he'd be, like, absolute trash. Absolutely, like, the worst cast member. Like, sort of like the villain character. Mm. But, yeah, when I actually watched it, I was surprised at how how minor it was. Yeah. I think I was on the same side of TikTok as you. I was seeing things about him being creepy, I think is probably the mm. way that they had phrased it. And he wasn't as bad as I had thought. I think some of it might have come out of the editing pile. Because I don't think he thinks on purpose. I think he was just very, like, mm, is ambitious the right word? Like, he just sort of, like, I like this girl. And, and similar with Jung, like one person in mind, like the entire time, but maybe came off more strongly because, mm. especially in contrast with Jion, because Jion's like a very quiet character. So instead of fronting, she would just sort of like stay quietly and take it or like mm. leave. So there are scenes where he's making it quite obvious that he's interested or something. She would just look very uncomfortable and just leave. Mm. I think that that's part of it. Like she was giving a vibes that she wasn't interested, and he was just like, "Whatever, I'm gonna say it anyway." Like, which mm. I think can make people feel uncomfortable, but depending because it, it's kind of hard to say. Because I think when you look at their whole relationship in retrospect, it's kind of I still don't quite understand what she was thinking. Because I think mm. she when they have so. Okay, so basically she isn't interested in him. Um, she knows that he is, but I think because he is so overt about it, she kind of mm. avoids it because she's just, like, uncomfortable <laughs> about it. Mm. And yeah. Uncomfortable about, like, having something so um, – so, having someone come on so strongly, I think. She's maybe not used to it and that's not her personality. So she continuously mm. picks other people, you know, when – the first day she picks Shihun. On the second date, she picks Tech. Like she mm. 
always just pick someone else. And I don't know if that's rejection of just unwilling to confront someone who is so coming on so strongly. So Moon am I saying that right? Yeah. He, yeah. Well, he finally goes to paradise. So after being rejected many times, he finally gets a chance to go to paradise. He wins a game. And we all think that he's going to pick one of the newcomers because it seems like he actually gets along with those girls. Yeah, one of the girls that comes on, Minji, I think her name is, mm. she has a conversation with... Heon on a boat and I think mm-hmm. this was genuinely like the funnest conversation that happened on the, really fun. whole, the whole show like I was like I'm finally like like enjoying this conversation because yeah. they basically go on a boat a boat date and they get to know each other and it's like goes beyond the typical conversations that we've seen throughout the whole show so far so it's not just like how old are you like what do you do mm-hmm. they're like talking about what they like and then it's really funny because they end up discovering that they're polar opposites of each other so she really loves gaming and he really hates gaming and then she really loves hip-hop and he really likes ballads and it's like this funny conversation where they're actually like vibing with each other and mm. sort of bouncing off each other and laughing at how different they are and I was just like oh this this actually seems like a genuine connection. Yeah and I think she thinks the same as well so after that conversation they both go to separate parties and both agree that that was really fun they were really opposite like they were like opposites as you said she was definitely interested so she was already initially attracted to him like physically but then after this conversation was like oh like this could be something that could you know go into something else there's like something to talk about and then he comes back and tells the boys like I'm I want to know more about what she's talking about like tell me about gaming tell me about hip-hop like I want to learn more tell me about overwatch yeah yeah so that I can talk to her about it like that was the vibe that we were getting and then after that that's when he gets his chance to go to paradise and then the same time there is another girl her name is I know she's someone important she barely does anything the whole show (laughs) Sumin yeah Kim (laughs) Sumin and so there are two girls that you think he's going to choose. Of course, this is a product of editing. But like you think there's going to be two girls choose. And you think that he'd pick Minji, right? Because he had a genuinely good conversation. There is more to talk about. They could spend that time in paradise, you know, additional few hours, like getting to know and talking about their interests and stuff. But Moon Sehun, because he's a one-woman man as well, he picks Hyun. He does this purely for himself, which I think is the part as well that I quite understand and I wonder if this is like the way that it's been translated as well like he's like I'm just gonna do it for myself which is like selfishly just gonna do this so he can like say that he's gotten over with like and spend time with this girl and be like yeah I've done what I wanted to do the past three mm-hmm. days rather than being like I don't think she's interested in me let me ask mm-hmm. someone who might be interested in me yeah I don't know, maybe, yeah, it's a translation thing, potentially. Because, mm. like, I don't know, for me, it's, like, this whole, the premise of the show is sort of, like, you're on this island and you're, like, supposed to get to know people and talk to people mm. and create situations to do it. So I feel like on one hand, you sort of, you sort of expect it. And then when he did that, the way it sounded like to me was he was just sort of like, well, this is my one last shot. Like, mm. I really wanted to get to know her. I feel like I personally haven't been able to do it for mm. whatever reason. And so my heart says I'm still set on her, not Minji. So I might mm. as well just choose her. And I think he makes it very clear 
when they're actually like walking off like oh like it's fine no expectations like let's just have fun I don't want anything out of this mm. let's just like let's just have a good time like let's have a good meal yeah and like he is open and actually when he when they go on the date and they're having dinner he's quite open about how he feels and actually that's sort of like of what changed my mind about him I think a little bit that mm. he understood that it was like what he was doing and that it might have made her feel uncomfortable I think mm. that was like well at least he kind of like owns up to it but at the same time so previous to there's a lot of ha- things happening but previous to this he had had a conversation with Soyeon where she was mm. like she's coming from a biased place because at this point she was kind of like maybe I like even right Mm. He was saying, what you're doing is making Jion feel uncomfortable. Like, she overtly just says, like, stop it. Mm. Like, you're making her uncomfortable. And he ignores that. I think from, if if you look at it at different places in the show, it doesn't quite add up because it's kind of like, it looks like she's rejecting him but doesn't really want to because he's just like, whatever. And then Seon says the same thing and says, you're making her uncomfortable. Leave her alone. Like, why don't you talk to other people? Then mm. suddenly they go on this, and then after that, I think Jion also says, I want to talk to him, but I don't want to make it seem like I just want to go to paradise with him or mm. like go to the hotel and have a good meal. It, there is kind of like an indication that maybe everyone's reading the situation differently to what it actually mm. is. It's kind of hard to know what the actual, like what actually happened, right? Because you're getting one sort of story where Jion is potentially just talking as if she can see it from the viewer's perspective because we we see the version where he's acting really strongly right then mm-hmm. he's probably being a bit much whereas John is seeing it from her perspective where she's kind of like want to talk to him and like to know him I think mm. anyway this is a point where I think in the show um they had sort of and put like a lot of emphasis on that conversation with Minji and how fun it was and there was a good connection and stuff and so when he went and picked Jiyoung I think that's the point where I laughed because I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> this dummy, instead of going for the girl that, you know, he actually has a genuine connection with, just pick the one from the beginning that said she doesn't want you anymore. Like she has never <laughs> said she wanted to wanted to get to know you. That conversation with Soyon as well, that was making the rounds on social media mm-hmm. uh, before I'd watched it. And I think that mm-hmm. was also like hyped up a lot. People were saying like they had a fight or an argument. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched it, I was like, this just seems like a slightly tense conversation like this isn't Mm. this isn't a fight and him being like I guess from his perspective it sounded like Soyeon wasn't just being like oh Jiyoung feels uncomfortable Mm. it sounded more like Jiyoung's uncomfortable so you should talk to me (laughs) so he was just like why? Seon was from a very biased place because at this point she's kind of like maybe I like Seon yeah so so sort of ulterior motives having yeah. that conversation. Yes, yeah, exactly. But she also does mention that she does feel uncomfortable. So I'm like, well, where did that come from? Like clearly from somewhere, right? I think it's more of a heated discussion rather than an argument. I think it's an argument in comparison to the other conversations that we see, which are quite bland, neutral. <laughs> I don't want to say bland, but they're, yeah, they're, they're, pretty bland. they're not super interesting. They didn't talk about anything like super mm. serious or anything. So when you have something where it's actually talking about like, genuine feelings and we can talk about this with Seon like later but she is very like honest with her feelings and she just sort of says what's on her mind well I think she's like the oldest as well 
So I think her maturity at certain times really comes through. Yes, <laughs> and she's so. like just able to speak straight and just be like, this is my situation. This is my read on it. Like these are my feelings and just be open about it. Yes, agreed. I think it's an important addition to the class. Yeah, I'm not, my mind is like all over the place with the seal thing because I think some of it, I'm like, surely some of it is, again, lost in translation because it doesn't make sense to me, <laughs> like this whole thing. Well, I think particularly because cause it's like up and down and I think, yeah, it seemed really dramatic the way I had seen it expressed online. So when I watched it, I was like, oh, it doesn't seem that dramatic. But then because you're not sure of Jiyoung's feelings and then Seon takes her to paradise and I think the next day she gets to choose and she chooses him as well. Yeah. So yeah, she doesn't have to. Yeah. She by all means could choose no one, choose someone else, just stay on. If she really hated him, stay on hell island yeah. i think well some people have read it where they're like she just wanted a meal <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where i'm not sure like how much of this is just editing the, yeah the producer's just wanting a certain story because mm. by the time she is able to pick another partner for paradise it's towards the end and mm. i guess the whole point of it is that they do choose someone at the end so there is any other option? Like there isn't a chance to have a connection with someone else and there's no one else that she would... She, by this time, she knows who the other options are and none of them are suitable, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like, say, on no one. And then it's like, well, I guess I'll go for that option. And like, just for TV. Mm, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. Maybe it's me being pessimistic, but I'm like, that's... I think part of it as well like they just kind of want like a good story out of it and I guess it does make a good story maybe <laughs> persistence pays off <laughs> yeah like I'm not sure if that's the motto that we want yeah um, but it is sort of his story that just keep trying <laughs> one day it will happen that's something that's maybe a cultural difference as well mm. because the way the judges see it they're sort of they admire Seon for mm. going for it and like not giving up and you mm. know it's constantly trying for the woman he loves. Whereas I think the interpretation, particularly from international audiences, maybe even younger audiences, is like, oh, he should have just like left her alone. Mm, I think so, because it's not obvious from the beginning that she consents to his advances, I think, as mm. well. Yeah. But I think there's some stuff from after the show that maybe kind of lends some extra context to this. <laughs> we can go through that. Oh, yeah. How about Kang Soyeon? Because we mentioned her before. I guess we can go through quickly because for her, she is immediately attracted to Jintek. Yeah, Jintek. Kang Soyeon. So she's, she's the oldest of the whole bunch. She was born in 1988. She has quite a colourful past. So mm. she actually debuted as an idol. Like She was in a mixed K-pop group. I saw it on TikTok. The music yeah. video is making the rounds again. Yeah, and it's so weird because she looks exactly the same, just like with very obviously 2000s makeup, um, you know, like with the eyeliner and the white in the corner and stuff. And now she is an actor slash she runs like a boxing gym. Mm. She's just a very fit person. Like she does all sorts of sports and it really serves her well in the challenges. <laughs> a lot of them tend to be like physical challenges and she's by far the most athletic out of There is like, yeah, no competition for her. Like she's going to win them all. And to yeah. be honest, yeah, like we mentioned, they play sort of, they play random games to mm. win prizes or the chance to ask someone out to paradise. 
And to be honest, my eyes glazed over every time they played a game. Yeah, I found the, the game, games really boring. <laughs> the games are boring, but also kind of funny to me. And I think less funny for the girls, I think, because there's no competition. Because Soyeon is one the most athletic, but also like the tallest. So I'm like, she just has a double whammy like advantage over these girls. Like, and think about like Gia, like oh, she's so frail. <laughs> there's no muscle on that girl. Like, yeah. there's no competition. It's not even she's fun to petite. watch. Yeah, and then the guys one. I think was slightly funnier because I think a lot of those games were based on ego and I was like that made me laugh like <laughs> yeah the games are essentially like you're running to catch a flag or you're wrestling yeah. and trying to get someone out of the arena yeah the the wrestling one which is the one that made me laugh because I'm like oh of course this is just it's just sweaty men yeah <laughs> like like I'm the strongest out of them all and blah blah, blah. <laughs> and just like yeah battle the egos which is funny but only for a little bit, right? Yeah, well, it went on for ages, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Soyeon and Jintek, I think, when they are introduced on, in the first episode, they're probably the two that stand out the most. Mm-hmm. Soyeon, like you said, is older. She's just, like, got that, you know, sportswoman physique. She's a bit mm-hmm. more tanned, so she stands out in that way. And Jintek stands out is because he's, like, the only guy probably capable of growing facial hair. And chest hair. And chest hair. He has so much <laughs> chest hair. <laughs> he has a very... Maybe a bit more Western. Look, yeah, I think they I do say. mention that. I think because he looks Korean American. <laughs> yeah, because when we are introduced to all the other men, by stark contrast, we see like Shun and he's wearing the sweater vest with the <laughs> like button up shirt and shorts. Like it's very, I guess, Asian Boy-ish. fashion. Yeah, idol fashion. Whereas we get Jintek and he's wearing sunnies and a linen suit. Like it's very like Miami vibe. Mm, Miami vice. Think. It's almost jarring, I think, to see him because he's just yet yeah, so different to the other guys. Yeah, so I to a different extent, but she definitely does stand out as someone who, if you want to put it as like a bit more Western, like she's just beachy vibe, which... Mm, California yeah, girl. A California girl, like definitely. <laughs> I think, and they also mentioned at the beginning, like they look like a couple because they were both wearing like black Oh, that's um, true. And kind of like <laughs> linen, formal linen wear kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think he also finds her attractive in the beginning. And he also, you find out, owns a fashion brand, like a men's suits boutique mm-hmm. or something. He's a tailor. So, yeah, he's a tailor. So he, he's in that realm. And he's younger than her. He's a 92 baby. She's his Nuna. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's, what, 34? I think 435 he's like 30 or something so I really enjoy Soyeon I think she puts everyone in their place but also I think that the producers know that she doesn't care she will speak her mind and I think they got her to do a lot of the like hard talks there are some conversations during the series where she doesn't know what she needs to do it right. Like so she's obviously attracted to Jintek, but like he's a bit flaky. He kind of like wants to play the game a little bit, and she's like not here for that. She's like, if you don't like me, like just mm-hmm. say it, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so she often takes aside people and just like, hey, let me talk to you. Um, I have a problem. Mm-hmm. It's this. Yeah, I mean, what to do? Like she just like the way her persona is and the way she talks. I think she's just very like upfront. It makes for good TV because she's not afraid. She's not holding back. She's not trying to like maintain an image like some of the other contestants are. Yeah, I think most of the other, especially female contestants, aren't really there to rock the boat mm. or 
not not cause drama, but just like speak their mind. Yeah, so I think course. definitely Soyeon and also Yewon to an extent, which we'll talk about later, are mm-hmm. the ones who are a bit more vocal, um, mm-hmm. speak their mind. So they definitely stand out in that way. And yeah, I don't know, maybe it's because she's like been an idol. She's been in the media space for quite a while. Maybe she doesn't care and she's used to being on TV more, potentially. Who knows? Um, I think a combination of a lot of things. Like she wouldn't say her livelihood isn't based on her media personality. Maybe she's already cultivated an image for herself where she can be a bit more comfortable in speaking her mind. Whereas I think Gia, on the other hand, has crafted a specific image and to go against that, yeah, be damaging to her brand, yeah. right? Which we can talk about later. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, like it's it's interesting. I think she has one of the, some of the better conversations because she's not afraid to speak her mind. Her and Jintek are basically just kind of like, I think by like the second half of the show, it's pretty clear that those two are sort of endgame or they're, they're only interested in each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely yeah. a connection. And they go on, I think, three dates to paradise. Mm. They just keep yeah. going to paradise. And they're the ones who actually have fun there because you see them go bowling. Like there's a bowling alley at the resort. Yeah. No one else went there. They go swimming. Like they're just eating. They're having the time of their lives. I think it's also a combination of them having gone multiple times, whereas the other people go like once. So they go straight for mm. the pool or something. But they've already done that. So they just like, oh, let's explore the other bits, I think. Yeah, and there's a bit more interaction with them, I think, because they get past that initial first awkwardness of the first date. So Mm. they already know each other and so they can get into more like deeper conversations. I think there's also the scene where I think it's on the second date where she asks him to sleep in the same bed and he's like shocked. (laughs) For the whole show, it's probably another one of like those like rare sexy moments because Mm. I think before that as well, they play a game and he asks her to like kiss him on the cheek mm. and that's like the only kiss we see the whole show like no one yeah. no one does anything remotely physical like intimate or physical like yeah. that's like the most you see is like a kiss on the cheek which i'm like oh my god like give me more and they really hype it up as well yeah. like he's kind They're of like, like so shy about it yeah which is actually quite cute because i think it feels like quite pure when the judges are like oh my god they're gonna oh my god a kiss on the cheek like oh my god <laughs> I think I guess like coming from our experiences with reality TV shows, like oh, whatever, nothing. Yeah, they're like mad pash sesh on the first date, like no worries here. Yeah, um, and so the scene where she invites him to sleep in the bed, like by sleep we mean like literally just like sleep, like sleep next to go, each to, other. go to sleep, ZZZ. Like, like fifty centimeters in between. <laughs> <laughs> There was like multiple Bible distances yeah. apart. And she's like quite cute about it. She's like, oh, you can sleep here if you want. And then he's like, not sure. He's <laughs> like, what? Like, he's all, yeah, the way he reacts is almost like, oh, it's like too good to be true. Like, are you sure? Well, she like, says that like, oh, I could like ask you to sleep here, but like, would you not be able to sleep then? Like you won't be able to yeah. sleep properly. And he's like, no, nah, I, I could sleep. <laughs> He's like about can. to cut it down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can do it. And then he like asks her like 20 times like, is this okay? Like, yeah, yeah. Are, are you sure? Well, is this going to be okay? Yeah, he's not. It's almost like <laughs> as soon as he sits down, she's going to be like, no, don't do it. Okay. Ew. <laughs> get off me. Don't even get off me. Like, don't sit there. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's the one who asked him. It's, it's actually quite a cute moment because I think it's just, it feels like a genuine connection and attraction that they're like, mm joking around and having fun teasing each other and like uh we don't see a lot of it but 
I guess they do actually talk about like their feelings to each other as well. Like they admit that they like each other. Um, this is something that they talk about with the group as well. So yeah, it's pretty mm. clear that there is something there um, that's actually building. Yeah, they're like one of the couple, main couples that seem genuinely into each other. So it is nice to see. So yeah, like, and their relationship was pretty drama free. There is a moment where on the second date to paradise, you have to choose someone who you didn't go with before. Mm-hmm. So he chooses Jiong, mm-hmm. which I feel like is so fair because A, it was the rule and B, it's only been a day and mm-hmm. like like the, the whole point is to get to know people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that was fine. <laughs> yeah. And then he did say that he picked someone that he, he thought wouldn't pick him, but then it just mm-hmm. so happened that she did pick him. I think she mm. had the same thought. She was just like, I'll just pick someone. <laughs> and then they end up going to um, Paris together. And actually, I don't think you really see them talking after that. They do face masks, which is cute. But actually, I wanted to ask you because one of the mm. things that's been highlighted from Jin Tech and Jiyoung's date is, or well, she asked him, oh, like, how was your date with Soyeon? And he's like, oh, nothing much. Like, we just ate. When mm. clearly they didn't just eat. Like, mm. they also talked. Do you think he should have been a bit more detailed? about how his date with Soyeon went or is it okay that he just said, oh, we just ate? <laughs> uh, hard to navigate because I think he doesn't know this girl at all. Yeah. He doesn't know anyone at all. So I think like if that was me, I would also just be like more reserved with my answer just because I'm feeling it out. Like exactly, you don't know my I personality. I mean, that would be me personally. I think there's also the understanding that everyone's on a date with each other and you'll probably find out anyway if anything happens. So it's kind of like, because it's like, well, of course they talk. They didn't just eat there in silence. What did you think? But also, like, it's only been one date with her. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why, like, people expect him to be, like, lay down his loyalty. And the whole so, point of the yeah. show is to get to know other people. It's like on The Bachelor when people get mad that, like, oh, you kissed her on a date. It's like, the whole point is that you go around kissing all the girls and dating all of them. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just... Yeah. I didn't even think that was an issue. <laughs> well, it was an issue online. Like, I've seen okay. all the issues. Okay. It's so weird. So there's one more couple, which is Yewon and Junshik. So yeah. Yewon, I think, is the other girl similar mm-hmm. to Soyeon. So she's mm-hmm. a Busan girl, so she has a Busan accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's also like a fitness whatever. They're all fitness girls. Yeah, so she's like a Pilates instructor slash like she does yoga. And yeah, basically she's a fitness person. And I found she was really funny. Like she, she was really chatty, talkative. She spoke to everyone. Mm-hmm. She was one of the girls that like didn't get a date to paradise i think on the first go and couldn't mm. go anywhere but I, I thought she was really funny and she had a lot of personality and she seemed really friendly with the girls so i i was a bit sad that she didn't get more screen time i think so it's because she was nice to everyone and didn't cause any <laughs> drama i really liked her as well i thought you could see her forming friendships with the girls which mm, i really they were like hugging on the bed and, also, and yeah. they were like really excited to see her yeah. like yeah, yeah what <laughs> Exactly. And you can see, like, they always talk to her about anything. Like, like you see, like, she was genuinely talking to people and caring about others. Maybe the reason, another reason why she didn't much of her time is just the, it's not to her fault at all, but mm. none of the guys were to her liking, maybe, or, like, she didn't um, have, like, a connection with any of them except for Junshik. To me, this couple was just formed out of necessity right like they just kind of like shove them together like the two outliers because there's nothing else i think it's just a bad pairing because i didn't feel any chemistry or any sort of even friendship between them like i'm sure there was a friendship like Mm -hmm. i think 
there was a lot of times that we didn't see their conversations because you saw multiple times them going for walks or coming back from walks, but you didn't mm. see what happened on the walk. Like mm. you just, and it was really, I think it was easy to miss that they had just come back from a walk or had spent time together. So they clearly, whether it's on a romantic or friendship level, mm. I think spent time together. We just didn't get to see it. Yeah, but they went on a like a date to paradise. Yeah. You didn't feel... <laughs> <laughs> that there was any connection I think they were just having a good time but I think it was like I think because yeah one is like very friendly and then Junjing must be very friendly as well it's just like two people just being friendly Yeowon actually ended up having a cute conversation with Hyunsung and he admitted as well that she was very charming and um, very attractive and then he still chose Jia to go on a date with I'm not sure why because Yuan is definitely a catch. Like she was so bubbly and friendly and they were joking and like they were genuinely having a good time. Even he was like, I'm having a good time. But then he still was like, you know what? I choose to not have a good time. Like that's that's what he was saying to me um, when he chose Jia. That he didn't want a good time. I don't know. So Yuan and Hyunsung have done a video together. And now it's yes. on YouTube of them reacting or like talking about their time mm. on Singles Inferno. And apparently he got a lot of shit from his friends who were like, you clearly should have chose Yeowon. Like yeah. you guys had so much chemistry together. Why mm. didn't you choose me? And she was also like, yeah, why didn't you choose me? <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see her doing that. She's just yeah. very like, she is a bit more open as well than some of the other girls, I think. I actually skimmed through her YouTube channel this today. Oh, yeah. A little like fitness. I wanted to see some of her fitness videos. But yeah, her and Junshi kind of had a very low-key storyline, whether they were like paired up as a matter of convenience or that, you know, they were just friends. They just hung out a couple of times, went to paradise yeah. and like, yeah, they just seemed friendly. Yeah, maybe she got the better deal out of everybody. Like she was able to just have, yeah, have some fun with friends for a few days um, and not have the, the pressure of performing for the camera. Honestly, yeah, probably. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Get your name out there, but not too much, you know. <laughs> Just enough so that my YouTube channel blows up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now I can live um, on my YouTube channel. And then choose each other at the end. Um, mm. She does this thing where she pretends that she's leaving without him and then goes back and takes his hand um, and they walk Aww. off together. So very cute ending for that couple. Whether it's real or yeah. not, I don't know. But anyway, it's fine. That was a cute moment. And then Sumin. We haven't talked about her because she was one of the newcomers and she is also a model and she was interested in Sehun, I think. Yeah. But he wasn't, so that. <laughs> you barely got to see her as well. Just yeah. Outside of her interest in Sehun yeah. because she came on so late and because mm-hmm. I think Sehun interaction with Minji took up so much time you barely saw Sumin so you're just like what up and I want to also mention the last scenes basically the girls are all situated in different parts of the island and then the mm. guys are meant to go to the girl that they pick the most or pick for that for the end and then Sihun we're all thinking he might pick someone else but secretly all know that he's going to go for Gia anyway even though she clearly rejected him in the beginning because everyone's so far away from each other. It's very dramatic long walks to each person. So you have to walk past certain people to get to other people. So Gia was on the very far end. Obviously, they put her on the far end. Like, yeah, so on to purpose. get to Gia, he had to walk past Sumin. And then he's just kind of like, thanks. And then, she, and then she like laughs because she's just like, really? Because <laughs> it's 
like, you might as well have, like, not said anything. You might as well have just kept walking and it would have been so much better. I think she did not deserve that. (laughs) Yeah, to summarize the ending, basically, you get this whole procession where the guys have to walk to the girls that are, like, dotted over the island. So Hyunsung, Hyunjung, and Shiun pick Jia. So she has three men at her feet, as usual. And then Seun chooses Jiyong, obviously. Mm-hmm. Jintek chooses Soyoung. And then uh, Junshik chooses Yeowon. And then at this point, the girls have to make the, de- the decision. And if they are happy with the guy that's chosen them, they have to like hold their hand. So I guess like for the majority of the girls, they just have to hold the hand of the person in front of them. But Jia is in a unique situation where she has to like choose out of the three guys. Yeah, but really it's a choice between two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. And kudos to Xion for doing this. I think he went with his heart, even though he knew it was going to be broken. But to be honest, like, can you blame him? Because yeah. for whatever reason, he actually genuinely thought Gia is like the only girl that mm. I have an interest in. Then I'd rather him just go to her than like go to someone else he doesn't just for the sake of it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's just like yeah. felt bad for him. Yeah. <laughs> but you know like, what? Because like he was standing against these two guys, and I'm like, oh boy, like he just you just know that he knows that he's not got no chance. Yeah. And I just like you like you're in the worst position, right? Like you know you want to follow your heart, you want to do what's good, you want to be respectful of other people, but also you know that you're in like a lost position. So like he can't yeah. win basically. But he was thinking of all the Instagram followers he was like gaining. Yeah, which is so fine. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So then Gr, I think her coupling was the funniest because she's just like let's go my puppy yeah and then she chooses Hyunjung. he's just like trotting after her like a little dog yeah which i think is kind of cute the end <laughs> yeah i i thought that was cute but i wonder if it's just yeah. because the way he acted was cute rather than like it's a cute pairing i feel like we all saw that coming like i think there was a strong possibility that she could have chosen Hyunjung, but what well, yeah i mean it was guaranteed that he would there for her, I think. <laughs> like he's a reliable deny. boy. He can't deny he's a reliable boy. And I guess the rest are pretty predictable. Like you said, Yeowon pretends to walk off, but then she comes back with Junshik and they, you know, waltz off into the sun mm. sunset together. Soyeon holds Jintek's hand and they also waltz off. And then I guess like the drama, the quotation marks drama, comes from Sehun and Jiong and whether she will hold his hand and accept his final desperate plea to become a couple mm. and she does <laughs> yeah. this is the part where i think yeah potentially Gion is just like okay let's just do this and like have a happy ending for the show i sort of wonder about whether she would have picked him in real life i also wonder so couples that have been chosen walk off be Hell Island very happily and then we get like sh- sad shots of people who are left on the island and then <laughs> that's the end and I'm like but what happened <laughs> they just stay there forever they're still there I'm no, they're, still there. <laughs> they're still cooking ramen by themselves in that culture yeah. until this very day now Sehun is gone like how are they going to survive these people are going <laughs> to die they don't know how to cook but yeah I think it's just like a funny way to end it we're just left with sad shots of people, which is kind of unusual. <laughs> it's it's quite a brutal ending, I think, to a dating mm-hmm. reality TV show because often we're just like, oh, so sorry to see you go, but we're just like, nah, see you, bye. <laughs> We've got our couples, like, you guys stay here and suffer. And Minji looks so pressed. Like, she looks so annoyed. And I was just like, 
I mean, relax. You've just been here for three days and now you get to go home. <laughs> I think that's just her face, to be honest. Just <laughs> resting her face. Yeah, I think so because there are many, many shots of her looking annoyed. And I'm like, I don't think she's annoyed. I think maybe yeah. she is. I would slightly be annoyed in a way like, you know, I came in for three days and it seemed like a waste of my time. You yeah. could potentially feel like that as well. I think so. And she definitely mm. had her sights on like Sehun and then he mm. wasn't reciprocating, I think. And so she was mm. spending her three days being like, I won't he talk to me. I'm like, that would be the most frustrating experience. Like coming in late to a dating show, seeing someone that you actually kind of want to know, but like you're too late. Like mm. it's not your fault, basically. Oh my God, the one that got away. That's so sad. Yeah, it's annoying. I think I would be annoyed too. And it's really hot there, so probably that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, that's the ending of the show. Yeah, what are your final reflections? And then maybe we can talk about the stuff that's come out after. <laughs> so I guess my thoughts after the show was that that was a very interesting experience and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. I definitely enjoyed watching it. I think it was very mindless. It was very, as, as with any reality TV show, I guess it was very mindless um, and shallow, but it was kind of fun. But I think in a different way in that it felt very low stakes and also mm. relatively drama-free, which I think is a strange thing to like about a reality TV show because I think drama is kind of like half of it. But mm. I do feel like with some renditions of reality TV shows that we see like regularly on our TV, like Australian TV or Netflix or something like that. They say like Eagles Inferno is very tame in comparison. Sometimes mm. maybe I want that. Maybe mm. I don't want the overly bitchy, overly sexual shows. Maybe I don't want that. Maybe I just want to see people flit around and go on a date to a hotel. Maybe that's what I wanted to see. Like, it just feels low stakes, right? Because it's like, it's not that deep. It's not like anyone's forming anything deep in this yeah. show. There's just a bunch of good looking people being like, let's talk. And then that's it. I think for me personally, maybe I missed a bit of the drama. Like, I wanted more. Mm. But I don't think I necessarily, necessarily wanted like bitchy infighting or like, oh, you know, you're stealing my man or that sort of stuff that we typically see or like, you know, hyper-sexualized things. Mm-hmm. I think I would have appreciated the show if it only had gone on for a bit longer mm-hmm. and then the conversations like slowly began to become, like the conversations became a bit more interesting mm-hmm. because I feel like since they had so little time together, we really only saw the introductory conversations, like the yeah. very, you know, in a way shallow sort of get to know each other, small talk, who am I, what's your age, what's your job? And I think if we had gone deeper with some of the couples, if we had more time to spend together, sort of like Soyeon and Jintek, where, you know, mm. by the end, they were having fun conversations and getting to know each other on a deeper level and, and being a bit more flirtatious and jokey, then I would have enjoyed that more. I would have enjoyed the show show more with that sort of quotation marks drama. No, I definitely agree on the length. That was something that would impact on the show overall like in terms of storyline however like I think it was just surprise it was a surprising thing for me to have watched mm. having like I guess preconceived idea of what reality tv shows are and then also the type of people that they usually have on and so mm. not having people like that I think was already like oh this is actually kind of good <laughs> I'm surprised by how well it did globally mm. um, maybe because like you said it, it is so different yeah, maybe. I think it's kind of, it's sort of like the in-between, yeah, where it's mm. like, 
It's not super, super conservative. It is, I guess, in a way, but it's not like super tame, maybe. Mm. Um, it's kind of like veering into the Western, Westernized style of Danish show, but not quite going there either. That's what appealed to me in a way because mm. I didn't want another Western reality TV show. I think I'm kind of like mm. with them in a way. So having this was kind of like, oh, it was kind of nice because it was just so like floaty and nothing. <laughs> sounds like it's a bad show right that like it was like oh like nothing really happened and it was like really tame and whatever but i'm like actually it was kind of good <laughs> because of those things yeah so overall i think i enjoyed it just as like something was surprising and quite fresh and just like easy like it was something that required zero thought no thought through my head because <laughs> i think there have been similar Mm, reality shows that have come out from Asia. The one I'm thinking of is like Terrace House, which is sort of Big Brother style, but in Japan. You can make similar comparisons where it's like Big Brother, but it's extremely tame or like the the style of conversations are different. But I think because they probably spend a lot longer together than the actual relationships that form are deeper. And it's more interesting to watch when it's at that stage rather than, like I said, the introductory stages. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping... For singles inferno season two they just like leave them on hell island for like at least a couple of weeks and also part of terrace house is that they live in very close quarters i think as well whereas in singles inferno they do feel separated in a way you have to kind of coerce them into interacting so like one night they brought out drinks and stuff and that kind of was an incentive for people to hang out after dinner mm. and my wish list is also better games oh god Better games, <laughs> better games like, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe more survivor style games where they uh, require not just pure strength. I think because yeah, like it worked for the guys because they're all like fitness models and worked out and whatever, but it didn't work for the girls for sure. Mm-hmm. I honestly feel like the producers were sort of like, how can we get these people in swimsuits or shirtless mm-hmm. and like be on TV for a while? We'll just make them run up and down a beach. Okay. I think I would have liked them to do more team up activities as well, like as as the games or competitions. So then mm. you're forcing people to interact with each other, you know, do like a mm. treasure hunt or something. And then like two people have to cooperate and maybe they find they're like, they, their styles are so different and they don't get mm. along. You know, it's like ways of drawing out interactions between people, which I think mm. there wasn't enough of. Enough time. Yeah, not enough time. Yeah, not enough <laughs> had a time. strict schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if we were if we were to improve on it, it definitely. Yeah, if I was the producer, <laughs> you were the producer. But I think as it stands, I still like enjoyed it as something just mm-hmm. to put on and zone out for a bit. I think the way that I like Terrace House was just really mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of the fun in it. Like you, mm. I think maybe also having them sleep in the same tent is that taboo. Well, just like forcing them to hang out as a group. Mm. I personally think there were more like little interactions. Mm. And Could have included that. They probably they just like sat around the campfire and mm. chatted. I doubt they just like went to bed. Because we saw well, them go into each other's tents as well. Like the yeah. girls would go into the guys' tents and just sit on the beds and chat. chat. So I just yeah. feel like we didn't see everything. <laughs> Why wouldn't they show that? I feel like that would be really interesting. Because they only had a couple of episodes. Okay. They had to show the whole wrestling scene and it took up like 20 oh, minutes it felt like. Okay. <laughs> I didn't need it. It was funny for three seconds. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is funny. And then I was like, okay, I'm over it. But it mm-hmm. kept going. So I guess we should talk about the aftermath or like 
know what couples have survived, what's been said about the cast since the show has ended. In terms of the couples, it's no one has confirmed their relationship status post show, which is very strange to me. People have confirmed that it's broken up. Yeah. So well, yeah, but none of the people, other people have confirmed that they're still together. So I'm like, are those the ones that are still together then? The ones who haven't confirmed it? Yeah, so yeah, we have confirmed that they're not no longer together. They said something vague about, oh, we're really busy once we got back to Korea and we just like mm. we're just friends now. And so the mysterious ones right now are Soyeon and Jintek and Seon and Jiyong. So I've I've seen on places where people said that they can't confirm because of their agency. And that was the case. I feel like that would be understandable. Hyunjung, after the finale ended, he posted an Instagram post of a puppy. Mm. It was a puppy blown lead. So what does that mean? I guess you could interpret that many, many times. (laughs) Maybe he's free or maybe that was the first picture of a puppy he found in life. Who knows? Well, I mean, it's also possible he was just trolling because he knew that was like his... The funny thing yeah. about him on the show. Many, many reasons. And then for Seong and Jintek, they haven't confirmed, but internet sleuths have discovered <laughs> that she's been wearing some of his brand, I think, um, in mm-hmm. sportswear. I can't remember why, but apparently they met each other's parents or went to someone's oh, family ooh. members, whatever. I don't know. But apparently they are. there's a possibility that they're together. I think the other possibility is that Seon and Jiyong are still together. This is also based on internet sleuths. He likes all, well, they like each other's posts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They have photos that they put up at the exact same time, which seem like they're from the same sponsorship. So they both got Alexander McQueen stuff. The photos mm-hmm. look like they were taken in the same room, similar lighting, similar, similar vibe. They did a photo shoot with Alexander McQueen potentially together. And they're just like dropping little clues that potentially... They are still dating or in a relationship. So I guess one of the biggest controversies I've seen is Gia wearing fake goods. Yeah, the controversy is that she's been wearing fake designer goods on the show and potentially on her channel and on her Instagram. And like, you know, obviously because once it came out, people had a lot of time and trolled through her photos and videos Mm. and found all the other bits that are potentially fake goods. So that's like probably yeah. the thing that's overshadowing everything else and that is the centre of attention in Korea and internationally about the show. So because she was probably one of the main storylines on the show, she got a lot of attention, I guess because of the way that the show has been received globally as well. She has a lot of like this big spotlight on her and I don't know, when I look at the photos, I'm like, I can't tell to be honest. Well, I think because it's evident that some of it is fake. I think there's a lot of assumption that all of it is. Well, I think part of it is also like her image on the show and part of what made her popular was the fact that she wore so many designer items because everyone else mm. had like some designer goods, but she was very explicit with them. She wore very branded things. She had like mm. multiple different handbags that she accessorized with. So, I mean, I mean, part of what like made her stand out on the show was mm. her extensive designer wardrobe, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then also on her YouTube, so even prior to Singles Inferno, I think she was presenting herself as a very like a luxury consumer slash influencer. Like she would always mm. talk about you know, her latest designer clothing, 
bags, shoes, like all that sort of stuff. But yeah, there's a lot of scrutiny on that. And she actually publicly apologized for wearing goods, which is, mm. I think, one of the weirdest things I've seen this year. <laughs> Someone apologizing for wearing fake goods on a TV show. It's a, I'm, I mean, I'm in very, I'm sort of in two minds about this because I think on one hand, you have yeah. like the bad side, right? Like she wore fake goods on a public TV show. And I think the problem is that she tried to pass them off as real and also on her YouTube channel. So like, like I bought this. I don't know, a handbag and it cost me this much, but it was actually a fake that she bought off a market or something and trying to pass that off as like a fake, I guess like a fake persona slash life. Obviously that's like fraudulent, I guess you could say, right? Like she's trying to, she's lying. Like she's basically trying to pass off this lie as her life. That's like bad side of it. And of course, all the stuff that is related to um, fake brands in general, on the flip side, though, this girl was trying her darnest to manifest a life for herself, which included <laughs> designer goods. And do you know what, though? It worked. Like, post Singles Inferno, she gained such a big following. She, I think, would have struck up some deals with some designer, like, actual real designer brands and, you know, got some sponsorships from them and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, it did work. Like, her plan worked, basically. She She wanted something for herself mm-hmm. and she did what she felt like she needed to do and I think that's sort of a reflection on the influencer life right yeah. to get somewhere you already have to be on your way there for example we have like luxury tubers and stuff right mm. you have to already be able to afford luxury goods to be able to be a luxury influencer to get more designer goods does that make sense mm, so yeah. like she wanted that but you can't get that by wearing a michael Kors bag like nothing bad against like michael Kors bag. what i'm just saying like mm. the disconnect is there like that's the sad part about the influencer life i guess right that you mm. need to project an image to get the image that you want yeah like broadly speaking, like honestly, who cares, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, she wears what she wears. I guess, mm-hmm. like you said, the issue is that she tr- potentially tries to pass things off as real. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is like this sort of tall poppy syndrome where you have someone whose star has risen so high and any opportunity you can like cut them down. It's like, it's entertaining to the masses to do that. Yes. So it's like, you know, she had this perfect image. She was the girl you aspire to be, the girl mm-hmm. you admire, the girl you fall in love with. You know, that thing of like seeing a flaw in them, it makes you feel better or whatever that that social uh, phenomena is. So I think part of that is is attributed to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say the issue probably is she did really great in Singles of Ferno, cultivated this huge following, had the potential to build a lot of great partnerships and collaborations with actual brands. And now that's potentially at risk mm-hmm. if, if luxury brands don't want to partner with her anymore because of this controversy. Yeah, from a branding perspective, you would I would understand why brands don't want to collaborate mm. with her because of, of course. this. Yeah, because yeah, like from their business point of view, she's like she's dangerous territory now. Yeah, and the, I guess the real issue is that she tried to pass off as real. On the other hand, you're also correct in saying that people try to 
you know, they found this really like popular, pretty girl who had really nice things. What's more fun than bringing her down? I think this is like a yeah, it's a it's unfortunate. We've seen it time and time again. It's unfortunate (laughs) consequence of being a pretty girl. Unfortunately, pretty popular girl. I think is probably to be specific. Yeah, because on a very like service level, like that, the fact that she's wearing like fake Chanel, I'm like, so what? I don't get. Yeah, right, I don't care. yeah whatever. Like, wear what you want. It's your choice to consume that good. Mm. Like, whether you or not. Like, I agree with it. It's not not on her. If that makes mm. sense. There's just this huge thing where it just has blown up to a proportion that I think is not in line with what she's done. Mm. I don't think it's that bad. That she deserves so much. I guess we can call it bullying online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's deserving of that. Like she didn't do anything. She didn't kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like that's extreme example. <laughs> like she didn't like you know do anything that bad. I guess I'm just disappointed in the internet once again. Like I think it's just yeah, gone too far. That's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think all things considered, she'll be fine. I think she'll still have a huge following. I think she'll Mm -hmm. still have a career, whether it's on YouTube. It might not be in mainstream media for a while. Mm. Maybe there'll be a period of rest until this controversy blows Mm. over. Yeah, I think she'll be fine. So, I mean, to be honest, it's sort of like the consequences of her actions. Um, Did it have to be so public? No. It's a shame that it is and it's a shame that the internet takes it so far. From a business perspective of the job she wanted to do, which is be an influencer, maybe represent brands, I can see why this has impacted her negatively. Yeah, like she took a risk, right, in Mm -hmm. doing that. Um, Maybe she should have done more research and gotten better goods. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, she was a pretty successful YouTuber, you would have thought by a certain point she would have been able to maybe afford the genuine items if she wanted to mitigate that risk, right, and not not have this fallout as a possibility. But who knows? Yeah, I wonder because so at the moment she has like one point something million. I don't know what the rates are for YouTube, but there's it's unlikely that she would have had, for example, she had like a small following that she'd be able to afford the extent of the items, like maybe one or two mm. bags, whatever. But she was like... She wanted the look of everything designer, I think. Yeah. And that is something that you need a lot of money to be able to afford. Yeah. Like to consistently, you know, not just buying like one thing every season, but like. Maybe she should have been a bit more realistic and slowly build up. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, definitely like upon reflection, of course. But at the time that she was doing it, it was actually serving her well, right? Like she was famous because of it. Just with the popularity of Singles Inferno, there was just so much hype around her. I think that's too, it's been to a detriment too, again, because said pretty girl and hype in general, when you don't live up to the hype, people just want to like throw you down, no matter how yeah. good it is on a like on a basic level. You know, you know, people being like, oh, she's not that hot. No, she's not that pretty. Yeah, because she has filmed an episode of some really popular Korean variety shows. So you could see, and she's been on TV since Singles Inferno mm. came out. So her style was definitely rising and she was entering or like crossing over into other forms of media beyond Instagram and YouTube. And maybe she could have gotten a lot of roles out of this. So who knows what's, what her future is now, given mm. this controversy. And I probably just needs to stay, take a step back for a bit. Lay low. Come back. Yeah. But then come back yeah. later. Also think on a certain level, Korea is a very image-focused society. 
And especially if you're an influencer, the, your image is all you have, right? So mm-hmm. I think this has probably just shattered that. So poor girl. But she's not some aspirational rich girl. She's like just you and me. She's <laughs> just like a wannabe, right? Yeah, yeah. She was someone who actively tried to get it, I think, is also the part. Like, can you blame her? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I totally empathize with her because I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it myself. But, like, I get why she wanted it and what, mm-hmm. why she went to such an extreme to get it. Yeah. I wonder what her approach will be because on one of the shows, she's been very open about her plastic surgery on her nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, we know that, that a lot yeah. of people tend to be a bit coy about that and mm-hmm. avoid that topic or deny it. But she's, you know, she's very much like, yeah, I had my nose done. Like, isn't it pretty? So she mm-hmm. has that sort of... She's also projecting that sort of image, very confident, just very uh, self-assured. So I don't know. Mm. Maybe she can just be like, yeah, it's fake, so what? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just part of her, the image that she's cultivating for herself. Like, yeah. she's, quote unquote, honest. People will still follow her on Instagram because she's pretty. Of course. Yeah, she's not going to lose followers over this. I think it's more of a reputational thing. Her standing will be yeah. different for a while. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. She'll be just doing what she was doing before, to be honest. <laughs> what will you think if uh, it comes out that Taewon and Jion are actually a couple, and like genuinely a couple? Oh. Will that make you see the show in a different light? Um, maybe or the their ending? interactions. Yeah, maybe the ending because that was a part where I was confused because I wasn't it looked like she was okay with it because it seemed like in the beginning that she wasn't okay with it, and if she's not okay with it, then him moving like you know, trying so hard to get her looks bad on his part, right? Because he's mm-hmm. against her consent, basically. On a TV show, like, that's difficult because we need you to say what you feel because then <laughs> we don't us. know. Well, yeah, yeah. how are we supposed to know? We're not there with you. So it is hard to say. If they are still together, then, like, yeah, good for them. Like, I'm sure by now they, they know each other very well. Did the rest of the episodes come out week to week? So is that how you watched it? So I watched like half of it and then the rest, I think it was like three, I want to say three episodes where I watched them week to week. The other thing I wonder is, particularly with this Heo and Jion um, storyline, is I think if I watched it week to week, he would seem more annoying because it would seem like he's harassing her over a really long period of time. Mm. But because I sort of binged it, I was like, oh, it's been like a day or two. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think I think it does like because you build up because you're like, you see him. Like, oh, just Gion for me. Just Gion for mm-hmm. me every week. And she, you don't really see much interaction between the two. And when there mm-hmm. is, it's quite awkward. So it t- sort of builds up this storyline like that. She doesn't want to talk to him and she's not interested. Yeah, so I do wonder if watching it in one go makes you approach it in a different way or it doesn't like cement that, that line of thinking in your head mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, it just makes me think there's probably a lot that we missed out on, which was a shame because it made him seem like a bad person and then suddenly we have to switch to being genuinely good. So I'm like, it should have been a more consistent, maybe a more consistent storyline, but they had to like put in something to make it seem like there was an issue. manufacturing drama. Yeah, but like not, it didn't feel genuine. Like it just felt Mm. disconnected, I think. So Alice, if you were... Suddenly, I don't know how, transported onto that hell island. Who would you go to paradise with? <laughs> so, like, we discussed this very, like, very briefly before talking about Singles Inferno. And I said I knew exactly who I would pick. And mm. you weren't sure. Is it Hyunjung? Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Okay, tell me why. 
convinced because he's a huge simp. That's exactly. <laughs> that's literally the only reason. Oh well, there's two reasons. One is that he's a huge simp, and the two is because he's attractive to me. Yeah, especially out of like compared to the other people. I think he gives me very rain vibes in a way. <laughs> that he has like a very soft face, but like a chiseled Strong body. body. Yeah, chiseled <laughs> body. But I think he looks even more soft than rain. Like he has like a baby face. Aww. I like that juxtaposition. But also, Aww. yeah, the fact that he's a huge simp just, like, tops it off. <laughs> like, the fact that he calls himself a puppy. I'm oh, like, my God. I was like, get a grip, man. <laughs> I said, it's just very, very endearing. Like, whether I would enjoy it, like, long term, I cannot guarantee. But for a mm. little bit, I'm sure I would have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, what would you – who would you – what? Who would you choose? <laughs> Who would I take to paradise? I would definitely not take Shion. I was oh off him. The moment I saw his sweater vest, I was off him. <laughs> and I think the whole show just cemented for me why I was off him. The way he was portrayed was very odd, I think. It was odd behavior. It's not someone you'd even want to be friends with, to be honest. I didn't mind Hyunsung, and I think I wanted to see more of him because he seemed fun. So maybe I would take him. I think so. I think he was definitely one of the more interesting characters because I said he is much more outgoing um, and a bit more outspoken in his personality. And he has like a cute smiley face and also a chiseled bod with those tattoos. (laughs) You can't go wrong. Can see like the yeah the smiley face um, Mm. where his whole face smiles. I don't know how to describe it. (laughs) His eyes just light up. Yeah, I think so. I want him to smile at me like that. I was talking to Yeo and I was like quite obvious there yeah because they both have really smiley eyes yeah and who if they asked you to paradise and you could you would say no i've already said she on for me oh everyone but hyunjung <laughs> you'd say no to everyone <laughs> oh it depends on the status or the, how late in the game is if it's oh, like okay. i'm being to paradise and it's like day three or four i'll be like yeah fuck it okay. <laughs> <laughs> i want that meal yeah, that's yeah, basically everyone else, like, okay, so if I was going, like, so you like, definitely no, of course, because it's personality bad. Shintake, I, I think my first impression was just, like, oh, my God, like, he it wasn't, like, a bad impression. Like, I didn't think he was, like, a bad person or anything. I just, like, laughed. Like, just, like, <laughs> instinctively just, like, made me want to laugh because he had the studies and the whole thing going on. I'm like, that's too much. Sehun. Oh. He's a bit too persistent. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he knows when to stop. It's true. So yeah, the difference I guess between him and Hyunjung is that Hyunjung would follow you on follow you around quietly. Mm. But without saying anything. Yeah, which is even weirder, right? Yeah. I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> but you wanted to follow you around. <laughs> but like tell me that at least. Don't <laughs> don't just do it. Like at least be upfront about it. Like mm-hmm. don't be a creep. And Junshik, I have no idea what his personality is. It's, I didn't see it enough. I don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. And then Hyunsung. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't be so bad either. Like, at mm-hmm. least you'd have fun, I think. And yeah, I agree. If by, you know, the last few days I'd never gone to paradise, I would say yes to anyone. Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> we don't have to talk. <laughs> I will silently eat my meal. It would be the most boring television, but I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, I give up. <laughs> Just take me. I just want to, like, it'd be such a shame if you went there and never got to experience the resort. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, half of me also feels like if there was no one that you had a connection with, could you just mm-hmm. bring, like, one of your friends? In which case, I would bring you one. Um. 
I feel like I would have just like struck up an alliance with someone so we'd always go to paradise and then at least like have fun. Maybe that's what you want to do with Hyunshik, to be honest. We're just like, let's just pick each other from now on. Honestly, that's um, smart. <laughs> you get the most out of it. Like you get the fame and whatever associated with the show, yeah. but you also just get to enjoy a beautiful resort. Yeah, exactly. I think she played the game well. <laughs> I, think, I honestly think she won out of everyone. Had to do the least work, but gained the most. <laughs> I know. And yeah, the other thing that struck me was how hot the island was, but how perfect everyone looked. Yeah, there's no, not a sweat in sight. Not a, not a single chocolate. bit of sweat. Not even, I would, I would not look like that, let me tell you. I think there's a lot of touch-ups. It's funny because they have like portaloos and like, you know, the, the amenities are not five-star. That's fine. They're, they're okay and clean, but they're not five-star. Mm. However, the girls' makeup, makeup room. room was huge. It was massive. I would have rather you just like spent more space on the bathroom instead of giving us this huge room. Yeah, I think it's just priorities, right? But yeah, there's definitely a lot of touch-ups because a lot of wardrobe changes as well. Mm, that's true. Probably that's why they had to change clothes because they were just sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the television, just they were sweaty. You know, when we see like Fashion in Paradise or Love Island stuff, they're always drinking. The, the drink of choice or the drink that they only have on the whole, whole show is water. So, like, they're having, like, deep conversations, but they're drinking, like, iced water. <laughs> which I think is just so, like, such a disparity between that and, like, what we normally see. Like, And also we normally see, particularly those shows set on islands, everyone walks around in a bikini. Like, all the girls walk around mm-hmm. in a bikini and the guys all just walk around in shorts and shirtless. But all these contestants, aside from the, you know, a couple of times they were either swimming or like playing a game, they were just like dressed like they were going to a cafe or something. I think like, yeah, part of it is that they, Island is almost like secondary fact. The fact that they were on the island is sort of like not a factor in mm. any of the choices that they make. I mean, but they looked good, so whatever. How did you find the judges? Did yeah, they add value? Fine. They were fine. They were fine. I didn't yeah. mind them. Yeah, I didn't mind them. They were okay. I in mm. one of the girls, she was on a drama. She was in a drama. I can't remember the top of my head, but she played like the funny best friend. You know what I'm oh yeah, about? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So that was the only person I recognized. But actually, one of them is from Super Junior. I think. I was gonna say you didn't recognize Kuhyun. Yeah, I didn't recognize him at first. Oh. And the other two, I had no idea who they are. Um, yeah, I don't know who they are. Yeah. I didn't feel like they made particularly funny remarks or, no. you know, I wasn't LOLing. They were just there. <laughs> so I didn't like, it was like kind of like take it or leave it for them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if a second season is on the way because it seems oh to have God. done very well. So popular. That's why I say mm. like, it kept popping up. And that's why I gave it a go because I was like, oh, why not? Maybe you'll be on the next. I doubt it. Season. Definitely, you just manifest the way Gia manifests her life. Uh, I couldn't do it. You know, I couldn't do it. (laughs) I couldn't bear the scrutiny. (laughs) I couldn't bear the heat. Like, I would just be, I would be so annoying because I would be grumpy because of the heat. Maybe in that case, I would try really hard to get a date. Like, just like flirt. Yeah, I'll flirt my way (laughs) into a hotel. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do that. (laughs) <laughs> with all the, the skills that I lack, but I will do it. <laughs> Back my eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah. How you do it, Gia? 
Yeah, do the teach us, please. <laughs> yeah, I, mm. I definitely know. I know from me. <laughs> <laughs> if they come knocking, if Netflix comes knocking on your door. Do you do it? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you couldn't, I literally couldn't bear it. I think I would just oh. die out of, like, of anxiety from everything. <laughs> I would just throw myself into the well or whatever. Yeah. Just like, after one day, I can't do this. I would literally just stay in the room the whole day. Oh my god, the two of us can just go and stay in the makeup room all day. Oh my god, I totally would. Yeah, and yeah. I'll take you to Paradise Island, you take me to Paradise Island, yeah. we, we drink Isong Vax. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds, <laughs> sounds like a plan. Sounds like a yeah. holiday. Maybe that's what we're desperate for. Yeah, I think we just need a holiday. We don't need <laughs> yeah. to go and single Stefano. Will you be watching any more Korean dating shows if they come out on Netflix? If they come out on Netflix, potentially. I feel like mm. I get really tired of them quite easily. Mm. like the bachelor and stuff like i really liked my first few seasons of watching them and then after mm. that i just retired i think of the same because they always bring on same kind of people same sort of tropes same kind of drama I'm just like mm. something new have you ever watched any other dating shows from other countries i don't i don't you think so you are the one no i've never watched that one i've watched too hot to handle oh yeah i don't think that's a dating show <laughs> It's a different type of show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the purpose is very different. Yeah. Yeah, if you're the one I quite enjoy, I think it's just, it's a fun insight into different culture, I think. Mm. I've definitely seen like the memes and the and the little short clips that have come yeah. out from it, which are yeah. funny. Yeah. It feels so foreign, right? The other one that I've seen is the one on Netflix where you have conversations with the people with the person in like a room but you never see them face to face and the only time you see them is once you've like agreed to date oh what's that what show is that i'm trying to find it oh love is blind to doi nick is it Lockie? the one that married jessica simpson shay Shay. (laughs) i've never said his last name it's always nick and jessica yeah nick lachey nick lachey and his wife vanessa lachey host it uh, that's such mm. a weird thing for him to do. I know. Ding. Lucky. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe I'm the one that's wrong. But I feel, I swear, every time I've heard it, it's Nicholas Shea. That sounds, that sounds better. <laughs> than Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Vanessa Lucky. Yeah. And we've mentioned Terra's House, which I've watched the seasons on that are available on Netflix. And then like Bachelor and stuff. And that's my extent of um, dating shows. Yeah. Yeah. Should we end it at that? Yes, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I was going to propose for next week's episode, mm-hmm. would you like to watch The Royal Treatment? Oh, is that the... Aladdin. Yeah. Right, so this is one that we talked about before. And I said I was excited to watch. Aladdin and Lauren Morano. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's, is that Netflix? Yep. And it's out now. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Done. Too easy. Done. So we'll be watching The Royal Treatment... And talking about it next week. So I guess do your homework and watch it. So you can listen to us talk about it. (laughs) Um, Available on Netflix. Any final remarks, Alice? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I have something. Just to to fact check ourselves. Because I was listening to the, the previous episode. So I think Army Hammer got kicked off a movie with J-Lo. But it wasn't Marry Me. It was another movie. Oh, what movie was it? Some other rom-com. Oh, what? 
another rom-com with J-Lo in it? Yeah. That's what I'm taking out of this. Just <laughs> no. another one. Another one? Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, keen for that as one well, as well. So it's a movie called Shotgun Wedding. So that's upcoming romantic comedy action film that was supposed to feature alleged cannibal Army Hammer, but he's been switched out of that. So I think Marry Me was always supposed to have Owen Wilson. I don't believe it. <laughs> really don't. You know why? Why? It doesn't feel like. It doesn't it just doesn't feel right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. It feels like he was a second choice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wait, I, I also can't pronounce this guy's name. Josh D U H A M E L. Dushamel Duhamel? You know him? Freggy's husband. Oh, yeah, him. Well, he's he replaced Army Hammer. What do you say? Yeah, you're right. I think it's Dushamel, but I feel like that's also wrong. And that he's also Fergie's ex-husband now, sadly. Oh, uh, sorry du- to let you know. Dumel. Oh, Dumel? I don't know. You know in Wikipedia where it tells you how to pronounce it? I still don't know mm. how to pronounce it. I can't read it. Like the backwards upside down E and stuff. Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. <laughs> like so, phonetics. It's just like, it's like, you know, when people are like, oh, it's so easy. And I'm like, is it? <laughs> Fergie's ex-husband. Sorry, that's yeah. all I know him from. But also, I think he was in some prominent movies in the 2000s. Yes, I think he has a, a rom-com career. He was in Winner Date with Tad Hamilton as Tad Hamilton. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, so Tad Hamilton replaced Army Hammer, alleged uh, cannibal. Okay, this, yeah. that switch makes sense to me. Yes. They just inserted another <laughs> like male that's fairly good looking, I suppose. Yeah, but we must correct ourselves. Marry Me was <sighs> always, always Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez. Does that make sense? <laughs> Trying to wrap your head around it? I think because we really worked up this storyline in our heads without fact-checking <laughs> ourselves that it was meant to be Army Hammer. Because, like, from the minute we knew this movie was happening, I think in my head, I always thought it was Army Hammer. Now you're telling me it's not. No. It was it's a different like a, a whole year's <laughs> worth of thing in my head. Now you're telling me it's not right. Oh my god, it was always Owen Wilson. <laughs> it's I remember article 2019, Owen Wilson in Talks the Coaster. It's just it doesn't sit well with me. Yeah, actually for Shotgun Wedding, it was first gonna be Ryan Reynolds and then Army Hammer replaced Ooh. him. And then Dosh Dumel, or whatever his name is, replaced. Ryan Reynolds would have been an interesting choice and I think he would have done really well. I don't know what Mm. the movie's about or anything, but I feel like he would do really well. It's funny because it's another shot. It's called Shotgun Wedding. So it's also another rushed wedding, Hmm. which seems to be, I don't know, J-Lo's script of choice. There are certain actors who always play the same role, Mm. right? Same character. There's absolutely Mm. nothing wrong with that, I think. Yeah. I think the only problem is if it's someone like... The guy who plays Nate in Euphoria. Ah, uh, I see what you mean. I see where you're going. Because I think we've yeah talked about we've it previously. Yeah, he seems like such a dirtbag, and I feel yeah. like I hope you're okay in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the good news is now we have two J Lo rom coms yeah, that we can that. watch this year. Yeah. Excited for both. Yeah. And no Army Hammer. And no cannibals inside. <laughs> <laughs> we can rest easy. <laughs> Um, pending also Dosh 
not Dosh, Josh, <laughs> is okay as well. As long as it's not a cannibal, it can't be worse. But anyway, on that note, I guess we can say <laughs> thanks for listening. We're resting easy now. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.